G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 441 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Meg, and if you have any questions, just jump on through to the website, transmove.com. On the homepage there, it says submit your questions, click on that bad boy, start submitting away, and then uh, after you hit submit, why don't you spoil yourself, be a better friend to yourself, and click on the articles tab above there, and flick down and have a look what a few of the elite pro triathletes are doing, you can have a look what Freddie Van Lee's Ironman training programs are. Uh, Luke McKenzie's, Ken Worth's, there's all sorts of good stuff there. Just just bore yourself, spend some time there, you know. Learn from the best. I, it's one of the, I, I wish I could donate more time to to adding more of that stuff on. So it, it's pretty time consuming, and but I really enjoyed it. It's very rewarding. And I, I contacted um, a heap of pros and just recently, and half of them have gone, yeah, yeah, yeah leave it with me, and you know, because they they lead busy lives, they haven't had a chance to get back to me, and I'm not really one to pester people. I'll ask once, I'll send a reminder in a few weeks' time, and then I generally leave it. And some just ignore me. Some said, no, nah, I'm not not interested. But and I can fully understand that, but. It's a cheek to say to someone, you know that Ironman you did uh, back in 2016 that you won by a long shot? I would love to see the program on that. <laughs> so I tried Craig Alexander. He, it's a little bit secret, a little bit of a secret. He said, I'm thinking, man, you haven't done an Ironman in 300 years. Give me that program you did in that, what was it, the 2011. That's the one I wanted. I wanted his 2011 Ironman program, but it's top secret. Anyway, I digress. Um, so today's question comes from Paul, who's written, he's from the UK, he's, uh, what makes a good coach and how do you choose one? So the, Paul's come up with a, with, has got a loaded question here. Um, so here is my background. I'm in later life, 52 years old, or, or at least feels like that when I'm doing an event uh, I use the term athlete in inverted commas, uh, by the way, prior to prior to me getting into triathlons, I just saw myself as someone who to have fun running. I came into triathlons approximately two to three years ago, following comp- completing over 100 marathons and ultra races and never got sub 4.15. 100 bloody marathons, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I just like to run. I completed these over 10 to 15 years running career, having got off the couch as a a 20-a-day smoker, junk food addict, and close to an alcoholic. Um, That just reminds me of a quick story. I'm a big fan of Adam Carolla, and I've been listening to the Adam Carolla podcast pretty consistently for years. It makes it hard because he produces so much content every single week. There must be like 10 10 plus hours um, every week of content he produces, but I try my best to listen to just about every minute of it. That's what bike rides are good for and stuff. But he he said once, um, because he's got the... um, uh, Bit, you know, an alcoholic brand um, called Mangria. And he, the way he came up with it, he says he was at home, he was in his dressing gown, he was trying to get a buzz on, but he ran out of alcohol. 
And so instead of putting clothes on and going up to the bottle shop and getting some more, that would make him an alcoholic. So he just rattled through his cupboards and found a bottle of wine, bought some vodka, some juice, and started coming up with his own concoction. And but I just always found it that found it funny that he thought it was, he was, I know he's a comedian, but he said, oh, I've just if I put my clothes on and go back up to the bottle shop, I'm going to feel like an alcoholic." Um. When I finished the 100 marathons on December 18th, I wanted a new challenge and opted. Oh, in 2018, I opted to take on an Ironman in August 19. At this point, I couldn't swim and didn't have a bike. Uh, eight months later, I completed Ironman France in 15 hours, 2 minutes. Swim was 145, bike 7 hours, 10, which is pretty impressive for that, uh, which is good for that, I should say. That's a hard bike bike course. And run 5 hours, 45, long time in transitions talking. Uh, it was my first real triathlon, and I really enjoyed it. I had Ironman. Ironman France is on my bucket list to do. It looks like such a hard, great race. Uh, I pretty, I pretty well, I pretty much coached myself through it. Just doing three long, three week blocks, doing a little more each week, each time before recovery week, each time. Um, yeah, that's the. It's funny that that way you coach yourself there. That's how Triathlon Australia teaches their coaches to coach. Um. They basically grabbed the Joe Friel book and just changed the cover. Having re- enjoyed it, I rested a couple of months before this year. In among the pandemic started, I, a journey of coaching on redo Ironman twenty twenty. Obviously, I knew early on that it would be cancelled, but maintained my training with my coach and completed two and a half di- two and a half distance. Ironman races, six hours, two minutes, swim, bike 44, sorry, swim 44 minutes, bike two hours, 42, run two hours, 20. On a flat course and a seven hour finish on a course with 7,000 feet of climbing, good work. On the bike ride, I was completed, I also completed an extreme over mountainous course. Um, so just at a very quick glance there, your bike and run, sorry, your swim and run are roughly on the same level, but your bike is definitely your strongest, which is, which is funny seeing as you've come from a running background and not biking before. So that's, that's interesting. Um, However, I have kept my coach and wondered how coaches adapt to aging athletes. I get something in my program every day. Having had, having, haven't had a break for 11 months and instead of having long sessions, getting loads of small sessions, there is no doubt that I was, I was fitter than ever come race day. But now, do I assess my, or how do I assess my coach? Is treating me correctly? Uh, is, is it not advisable to slacking completely off and simply chill for a month or two before getting going again? 
I have added strength training Pilates to my training this winter. This is something I've never previously done. My goal in a hopeful COVID-21, 2021, which is great news that the COVID's going to be finished in a couple of months. I think that's, you know, everything I read on social media, once 2020's done, everything goes back to normal. Uh, is two Ironman races, August and October, and halves May and July. So is there a way to know that your coach is doing what I pay a fortune for him to be doing is correctly? How does your, how does your coaching adapt to older athletes? I have never been quick. Half marathon PB is 153, 10k PB is 48 minutes. Um, so the speed there, um, 5k is at 23 minutes. Mind you, I, I, when were these times too? Because I can say there's speed there, but if there were 30, 30 years ago. Um, and the half marathon, and the marathon 415, I'm, ta- I'm guessing they're recent PBs. So there's definitely speed there. Um, my 10 mile TT time is about 25.30 and it doesn't seem um, to matter um, how hard I try. My swimming is 44-ish minutes for a half marathon, for a half Ironman. How, um, hope you enjoy reading, yep. So, there's, there's, it's a cool question, loaded question. It just, unfortunately, it just sucks. I, I suck that I uh, reading out loud. But anyway, um, there's obviously speed there with with your with your running PBs there. Um, and I'll I'll address the swim question. No matter what you do, or try your swims around the forty four minute ish. The first thing I'd be checking is: Have you had um, a swim a swim stroke? Um, you had it analysed. Either had someone at poolside um, telling you what to do, or had it filmed and sent it to your coach and get him to advise. Because I can't help think that if, if no matter what you're doing, it's roughly around that same pace. That there's probably some some technique improvement to be to be had and you'll you'll find some improvements there I, i'd almost be willing to put money on it that there's some pretty pretty big savings to be had by just getting a an action camera sticking it on the bottom of the pool filming yourself sending it to your coach and and just getting him to analyze it um so to <laughs> It, it's more of an old well the answer to um, your question a very quick answer to your question about your coach uh, the the answer is you've got to communicate with your coach um, and if you if you and the coach is only going off what the data says is, is coming back to him as and the feedback you give him now the feedback is the most important thing you could give give your coach by a long shot and and the data be the second most important thing so if if you're feeling mentally tired you need to tell him i could sure sure as hell use a week um or i could do two weeks now as as um going back of your training blocks you 
you'd train three weeks and then you'd have that recovery week um and then you talked about having a couple of months off that's all very um old thinking um uh, a lot of uh, uh, um a lot of the elite uh, um coaches now really don't subscribe to that method um i got athletes generally train all year round constantly i got athletes who need a break after their race a big race well after an Ironman yeah you, you kind of need at least a week or so off I've, I've got one or two athletes that never do that they'll, they'll take a good three weeks easy but they're they're training just because the idea of just lying around is just the most torturous thing but when we're talking about half Ironman distance and stuff you can train all year round pretty consistently um, you're just in, you're just adapting the type of training you're doing. Um, I wouldn't be giving intervals all all year round for three years straight. Um, but it all it all keeps coming back to that feedback to your coach. Um, and, and you ask question: How do I adapt to the aging athlete? Again, it goes back to that feedback from from the athlete. If you saying I feel great, I feel great, I feel great, I feel great, I feel great. I, the level of intensity will be increasing and the volume as long as it's within their available training hours may also increase now if you're coming back saying legs are tired legs are tired you know my resting heart rates you know through the roof and i'm going to back it the hell off so it, it really does come back to the feedback do you have that you give your athletes now um, out of my, out of all my athletes, well, out of all the athletes I've ever coached, and I've coached over a hundred athletes now, twenty uh, percent of them are okay at giving uh, giving feedback. Five percent are very, very, very good at giving feedback, and the the rest are either don't give feedback or they're just eh, just you know, just every now and again. Oh yeah, felt good or feeling good yeah and you gotta you know at the end of each training block yeah you have to probe them you know how's how's it all going what are you up to you know you because you just don't get anything back from them and then you've got to understand with some athletes they i've got one athlete who i consider an elite athlete just you he just mows the field down um he's just really really good never gives feedback but he doesn't want that he made it pretty clear that it's not that side of it he wants he wants um what he wants out of the coach is he wants the program he wants each session analyzed and that's that's all he really wants he he doesn't really want anything else from that and so that that's all good but then i've got other athletes who are on to me saying this is this is how i felt this is how i felt this is how i felt and they're generally the athletes that do the best too out of us so you can't you know there's that movie from um about jerry lee lewis great balls of fire pretty cool movie and the he's and i correct me you know i'm sorry if i've told this story i i do i think of this line every single day of my life but he 
Joe Lee Lewis has just brought himself that big Cadillac or whatever it is, and he's driving it, and he sees his cousin up on his pile of crap on the roof preaching to the crowd, and he's carrying on, and he, Jerry Lee Lewis stops, and he's talking to his cousin in front of the crowd, and and he, and he says, well, what's happened to your car? And he says, my car's broken down. He goes, well, I'll just ask the Lord to get it going. I'd like to see that myself. And the cousin, as quickly as the whip, says, you can't ask the Lord for more than what you're willing to give yourself. And I always think of that line, that you can't ask your coach for anything more than what you're willing to do yourself. So you can sit back and say, oh, my coach is doing this, this, this. But if you're not giving giving him enough to work with, it's it's it becomes on you. So I know I've been mumbling a lot, but it, it really, really, really does come down to the feedback to him. So And over-communicating to him too. So if you're feeling you need a break, you need to tell him. Yeah. I hope that helps, mate. If you if you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, here we are.